You're listening to the Dime Podcast, Business Simplified. Meet Joe. Joe is ready to try his hand at his entrepreneurial dream. He's going to open a coffee shop. Now, how hard can it be? Brew coffee? Sell it? Bam! Done! He's pretty sure that that's all there is to a successful business and money in his pocket. So he opens his shop, Cup of Joe. Clever, right? He's selling coffee for $1.50 a cup, and the business is going well. So well, in fact, that he determines he needs to hire someone to help him brew this coffee and keep it coming. And so, he hires. But then he hits a bit of a cash flow crunch. The sales and cups of coffee go down, and Joe no longer has enough income to support that new hire. Now he's in a real pickle. Not only does Joe need to let go of the new hire, but he has to close the shop completely. But this independent coffee shop was Joe's dream. As he closes the doors, he's sure he was never made for owning his own business. He plummets into a deep depression and he is institutionalized over the broken dream. Okay, maybe a little bit dramatic, but the scenario as a whole, it's not far from the truth. Joe's business failure is entirely avoidable and can start anew with a few basic logical questions to lay the building blocks for his business plan. Dime meets with people all the time who have experiences similar to Joe's. They had a big plan. It started strong, maybe even mushroomed with profits, and then it fell flat. We've also met with people who share Joe's dream of independence, of owning their own business, but they don't know where to start. Perhaps you fit somewhere on this spectrum. Maybe you've tried, it didn't go as planned, and you want to find the missing pieces before you try to build it again. Or maybe you haven't opened your doors for business just yet, and you'd like to know where to begin. Well, you've come to the right place. I'm Rob Lott, and on this episode of the Dime Podcast, Business Simplified, I sit down with Ben Habeck to discuss the five questions every entrepreneur needs to answer before they begin. Let's get to it. Okay, so Ben, you were telling me that you get asked on a regular basis, multiple times a month, people come to you and they say, Ben, I want to start a business. And you say, great, I have just a couple of questions for you. And then you start into these questions and, uh, and, and everybody gets just a little bit overwhelmed with the questions. And so here's what I think we ought to do is let's go through these questions and let's not, again, this podcast is all about simplifying business. And I think if we go through these questions and we just break them down a little bit and you can kind of take away the overwhelm for people to help them start a business, what do you say? I think that sounds great. All right. So the the very first question, and actually let's do this uh, because this might end up being kind of a two-parter of an episode, part one, part two. So let's do this. I'm going to go ahead and give all of the questions right away, right up front, and then let's go back through them and break them down. All right. So the first question is, what are you going to do? The second question is, how are you going to do it? The third question is, who is going to do it? The fourth question, how much is it going to cost? And the fifth question, how much are you going to charge? Now, these sound like simple questions, and they are simple questions, but maybe the answers, the answers aren't necessarily as simplistic. So let's, <laughs> let's break these down. Question number one, what are you going to do? Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So the, first of all, understand that this is a framework for starting a business. There isn't a lot of tactical, you know, here's how you form a legal entity, that sort of thing. This is more of like, how do you build your business plan? How do you set up a plan 
for how you're going to start the company and then run it going forward. So that first question of what am I going to do? Oftentimes people think, well, I'm going to start a coffee shop. So I'm going to make coffee or I'm going to start a church. So I'm going to preach from the pulpit or, uh, you know, you name it. I'm going to be an actor. So I'm going to act. You have to decide a lot more than just I'm going to start a coffee shop or I'm going to act. What kind of actor are you going to be? Are you going to be a comedian? Are you going to do dramas? Are you going to do both? You know, what kind of coffee are you going to make? Are you going to make cappuccinos and espresso or just brewed coffee, that sort of thing? So the question of what are you going to do is way, way, way deeper than just I'm going to start a church or I'm going to be an actor. It's all the way down to uh, what kind of music are we going to play at our church and what do we actually believe You know, how, uh, where do I want to act if I'm going to be an actor? What kind of music do I want to play if I'm going to be a musician? It's very deep. And I would suggest, as you've heard me say many times on this podcast, make lists. I'm going to start a coffee shop. Okay, let's list out all the different types of coffee, you know, all the different types of things we're going to, we're going to make there or sell there, list it all out. And that'll help you answer the remaining four questions. Well, and I think as, as you've talked, cause last, last episode, we talked about budgeting and, uh, and, and planning the budget for, for the future. And one of the points that you d- really drilled home was that we are influencing the future. We are not, uh, trying to predict the future. And it seems as though this question is also, we're, we're influencing the future of the business. We are influencing the future of the company that we want to start, but you're not necessarily locked in. It's a, a plan to deviate from is, is what I like to say, but <laughs> talk a little bit about that. Do do you, do you agree with what I'm saying that, um, you know, it's just, it's, we have to get really specific about the starting of what we're going to do. And then as things work, as things don't work, we can adjust from there. Do you agree with that? Yeah, that's a great point. So this, this is to help set a framework for how to, you know, for what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and what your business is going to look like. But more importantly is to set targets for yourself if we're going to serve 15 different types of coffee, do we start day one serving 15 different types of coffee or do we start day one with just a couple of things and then expand into the future or uh, as we get into the future, expand our, our product offerings, you know, churches do the same thing. They say, we're going to start with just a, you know, maybe one or two uh, Sundays a month. And then we're going to expand into every Sunday, every month, you know, whatever, But this gives you a framework. It gives you some goals and some targets to shoot for as you proceed down this path. Okay, so question number one, what are you going to do? Question number two, how are you going to do it? So I think uh, for me, it's a very important question that is out there in terms of the why are we going to do it? And and we should certainly do that. We should certainly have that conversation with the team and the people that we're going to be working with and, and go away for ourselves and, and write all of that stuff down. The why, I think that's incredibly important. And at the same time, what we're talking about here are boots on the ground, tactical, uh, making the thing happen. So I love these questions. And question number two, how are you going to do it? Talk to us a little bit about how we break that down. I wrote down here... Uh, break it down into steps. Again, just being as specific as possible. Yeah, you you bring up the why, and I think that's a really important question to answer within that first question. So, by the way, that that first question, the what are we going to do? You're going to end up defining your mission, vision, you know, that sort of thing, and that also answers the question why. So then, when you move into step two, so 
you've defined this is what we're going to do and why we're going to do it. When you move into step two, this is, okay, now how are we actually going to do that? And this is the point. So the, the third question, you actually have to answer that question a little bit before the the second question too. So you need to find somebody to help you with this. It's, it's not necessarily a good thing to do by yourself. Answer the second question, the how. So if you're, especially if you're a creative person or you're a visionary, try to find somebody that's more of a doer to help you think through this second question. So the second question being, how are we going to do it? And this is where you start making your lists even longer and more expanded. So if you're going to make coffee, for example, it's not just we're going to brew coffee. It's how are we going to brew this? Well, we've, we've got to find a place to buy the coffee beans from. And then we've got to decide, are we going to buy them whole bean or ground? And then if we buy them ground, how are we going to store them? If we buy them whole bean, how are we going to grind them? When do we grind them? You know, all these different things. There's lots and lots of questions. Most people that are starting businesses are already doing the things that they're starting their business to do. So if you're an actor, you're already acting somewhere and you're now starting a business to go act and do bigger things or better things or whatever. So it's the same thing in any kind of business. Most people are already doing the thing and now they're leaving their company or their church or whatever to go start it on their own. They have to then decide, how are we going to do this? What are all the little steps? And you have to take off your doer hat and start putting on your thinker hat (laughs) and start thinking about I do all this stuff naturally. I got to write it down. So when the next guy or girl comes in to do it, they know how we've always done it and what we value and how we're going to do it, et cetera. So that's the framework for this question, how we're going to do it. It's I've always done it. And so now I've got to teach somebody else how to do it. And the best way to do that is document it, write down the steps, the procedures. And sometimes it's not very fun. So you got to, you may have to find somebody to help you with that. (laughs) Um, I love uh, what you said about yeah finding finding somebody, and I think it's important to note you know there's there's going to be people in your life that maybe you've looked a little bit a little ways down the road, and they are a little ways down the road, and you can ask them, hey, how'd you do it? How did, <laughs> how did you get where you are? I want to be doing what you're doing, and you might bump into somebody who goes, yeah, you know what? Actually, that's kind of proprietary. I'd, I would prefer not to share this with you, uh, young little whippersnapper that's going to come up and steal all my business. That's not a person you want to talk to anyway. Uh, you want to find find the teachers, find the people who go, oh my goodness. Well, you know what? Because I'm a little ways in front of you, I'm actually not going to be intimidated by you, and instead, I'm going to help you. And I, I think that. Uh, there are more of those kinds of people. If you look down the way, down the road a little bit, and you see somebody who's doing what you want to be doing, to just ask them, you know, buy them, speaking of coffee, buy them a cup of coffee and say, hey, so I'm, <laughs> I'm looking to come up behind you doing this thing. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe in a different region, maybe in a different place altogether, and maybe uh, you can learn from them and do something completely different. But to just look down the, down the road a little bit and say, how did you do it? How did you get to be doing where, where you are, what you're doing? I want to do that too. And you're in front of me. Show me the way. Exactly. And I would say there are, there are lots of consultants out there that you can pay to help you with this. When I first started my company, I hired an ISO, ISO 9000 consultant. An ISO 9000 consultant is somebody that deals with manufacturing companies. So they're the ones that teach like Toyota and Ford Motor Company the, the most efficient ways to manufacture vehicles or whatever it is. I hired that person to come into an accounting business and help us build these processes and write these processes because I thought 
paying a bill is really no different than building a car. It's just there's a logical process or steps that you go through to get a bill paid. So I hired an ISO 9000 consultant. There are consultants out there that can do this for probably every single industry we can think of. And if I could, I'll plug a book. There's a book out there called The E-Myth, E-M-Y-T-H, and it's the entrepreneurial myth. It's the idea that just because you're good at doing something like accounting or making coffee or acting doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be good at running a company that does those things. And it'll walk you through how to create a lot of the the processes and procedures that we're talking about here in the second question. Uh, listeners, I, I did get these questions ahead of time, and I have written in my notes, ask Ben about the e-myth. So I'm glad you brought it up all on your own. <laughs> okay, so the, so the e-myth is a book that I read. I, I've read it probably 15 times, and I read it almost every single year. And it's not because it's such a riveting book, um, but because I always want to remind myself of the how. This second question is so important. If I'm going to hire staff down the road or if I'm going to um, you know, lead a company that does these certain things, it's, it's so, so important that we're consistent. Uh, I think sometimes even if we're consistently wrong, we need to be consistent. It's easier to solve problems when we're consistent. Uh, literally right here behind me on my bookshelf is, uh, the e-myth by Michael Gerber and, uh, yeah, highly recommend it. Um, all right. So yes. let's, let's, so let's actually transition a little bit because we were talking about, um, getting some help and finding some who's to come along and kind of guide you along your way as you're getting started. And you are going to be the first hire of your company, but hopefully as things are going well, as things are taken off, you're going to need some help along the way. And so, yes, you can have consultants and you can have some mentors that, you meet with a couple of times once, once every quarter or whatever, but you're going to need some people who are going to be with you for the long haul with you every day all along the way. And so talk a little bit about Ben, this third question, who is going to do it? Oh, this is such a good question. I, I would say that the, one of the biggest struggles that I've had in the last 15 years of business has been around this question. And I would argue that is even as much of an emphasis that I've put into the how and the what, it's still challenging to find the right who. And especially as entrepreneurs, we want to just find our friend or somebody that's good at it already. Let's get them in here. And, and the problem with that is that we end up finding people that are very similar to us. We, we are attracted to people that are like us. And so we end up hiring a lot of people that act and uh, have the same strengths and, and weaknesses that, that we ourselves do. And so once you answer the question of how we're going to do it, that sets a really, really clear framework of the type of person that we need to come in and actually do that work. So in our accounting business, for example, if I hired a bunch of Ben's to come in and pay bills and record deposits, it would not go very well. Ben doesn't pay very close attention to details, <laughs> but the person that's paying the bills really needs to pay attention to details. They need to follow the steps really, really clearly. Here's a, a funny quick story about this. Way early on, this is like year two of our business, uh, one of our bookkeepers was having an issue. She couldn't get the bank to reconcile to the, the accounting system. And somehow I, she asked me, I logged in and I found 
I found the transaction that was out of whack. I hit the button and, and then I reconciled, I printed the reports. I, I sent them off. I felt, ah, she doesn't want to do this stuff. Well, she called me the next day and she said, did you reconcile my bank statement for me? <laughs> and I, I said, yeah, I did. I, and I actually printed the reports and sent them off to the customer. She said, please don't ever do that again. <laughs> That's what I do. That's what I enjoy doing. So it gives me satisfaction. And I, I said, I'm sorry. I made a mistake. I won't ever do it again. It's her personality. Her personality is X, Y, Z, follow the instructions, click this, report that, send it off. I hired exactly the right person to do that job. I should not have gotten in her way. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's funny. Yeah. These different personalities, because I would definitely be, uh, I'd be on the side of just going, oh my goodness, you got this? You could, great. Take it, man. That's, that's yours. Off, off you go. Yeah. Let me, let me go ahead right. and fix that for me. Right. Well, it's, it's just so hard though. You, you, it's really hard to determine who the right person is until you know what it is they're going to do yeah. and how they're actually going to do it. Then you can say, okay, here's the right person. Yeah. Then you can do personality tests. You can do all kinds of, uh, I think even in our, our blog, we'll, we'll respond to this in our blog. And, uh, there's a series of questions that you can ask when you're hiring people, you know, that help, help you determine who the right person is for the job. But this is so important. And again, I'll, I'll say it again. So often, especially way early on in a startup, we hire people and then we expect them to go do the job that we haven't really clearly defined for them. And they end up failing and then we blame it on the person. But the reality is shame on you for not setting clear expectations of what they're going to do and how you expect them to do it. They're never going to be successful in the job unless you clarify that for them. And then you got to hire the right person. Don't put them in a job that's not suited for their personality. Okay, so question number one, what are you going to do? Question number two, how are you going to do it? Question number three, who is going to do it? Uh, let's come back next month with the remaining questions. Um, how much is it going to cost and how much are you going to charge? These are simple questions, but the answers aren't necessarily simple. And so talking with Ben, Ben, I love how you break these down and you simplify the whole thing and make the whole thing uh, just very um, doable. And so uh, next month, we're going to come back and chat through those remaining two questions. Uh, any, any, anything to tag on in regard to what we've already discussed here today, Ben? No, I would just reiterate that this is, this is setting a framework. Some people call this like a business plan. This is really an operational framework. And I, I think if you don't do this, you're going to get six months or a year or two years down the road, and you're going to have to do this and sort of redefine yourself. So doing it early on in the process is really, really important. Great. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Rob.